So today, y'all been talking about being led by the Spirit all week. Uh, on Monday, you talked about what? We uh, kind of went over just the gen gen generic, you know, just being led by the Spirit, kind of the more base level. Like, yeah. it's important for us to be led by the Spirit, why we need to be led by the Spirit. And yep. it was good. Amen. Yeah. And yesterday, you talked about the main way that mm. the Holy Spirit leads you, mm. which is the inward witness. Yes, so, sir. Uh, you have the audible voice leading or a, a, a physical leading like a um, seeing a vision you know, mm -hmm. with your eyes open, yeah. uh, which can happen. You see multiple uh, places in the Bible like when uh, Elisha said to God to about a servant, open his eyes that he may see. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have a physical voice, a physical vision, and then you have the inward voice where the Lord actually speaks to your spirit mm -hmm. words that are specific words. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then you have the inward witness, which is a leading or a knowing, but it's not specific words. Yeah. And that is the main way that the Lord will talk to us. Yeah. And um, so y'all talked about that yesterday. And I was traveling, but I heard great, great things about it. And yeah. uh, so right now we're talking about just in general how to be led, um, you know, all of these things, how to hear the voice of God, mm -hmm. whatever questions that you have, start putting them in the comments now. And mm -hmm. for tomorrow, you can go to, if somebody can put this in the uh, comments, you can go to whatsright.com and you can send us a message on there and go ahead and say, hey, here's my question for tomorrow. And uh, go ahead and send that uh, question in so we'll have it ready for you. And uh, we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. So, awesome. uh, But today, we can go ahead and jump in. Any that we have left over, we'll do tomorrow on the special uh, Zoom broadcast. Awesome. So what questions do y'all have? What questions do y'all have right now? Rega. Were you going to say something first? Well, I was going to say something. But if you want to say something first, you can say something first. Okay. So how do we, how do we know, you know, if you hear, if you're like seeking leading and you think you hear an answer, but you're thinking, you know, how do I confirm if this was the Lord? Okay. What would you say? Well, in, in leading by the spirit of mm -hmm. God and by, by the Lord. Mm -hmm. Okay. That leading is always going to be into our spirit and, and confirmed in our spirit man in that way. Now, uh, so in other words, it's not a logical, when, when you have the leading of the Lord, it never generates and begins in our soul or in our mind, our will and emotions. That's not the generation of the leading of God. The generation of the leading of God is with him. And then he will communicate to our spirit. It's just like in Romans chapter 8, it shows that, uh, please put that in the comments, uh, Romans 8 uh, is, in Romans 8, it shows us that the children of God are led by the spirit of God. And he, communicate, he communicates to our spirit that we are the sons of God or we are the children of God. And so you see that flow. So any leading of the Lord generates with him and it comes from, from God through the Holy Spirit to our spirit man, and then that's how we receive that leading. Now, from there, the leading of the spirit man will actually uh, be led to uh, our, our mind, will, and emotion. So it will eventually get to our brain and into our thinking, but it comes from the spirit. Mm -hmm. So let's look at a couple of things. Let me borrow your Bible. Cause, like I brought I said, it today. I went, good job, yep, good job. I didn't leave it in my office. 
like I said, I wasn't planning on, on being here. So here's the first thing. Uh, thank you, Miss Crabtree, for putting that up. That's awesome. And uh, actually, Miss Crabtree, I got to talk to you because I, I have something to share. I ask you a question about actually. Um, so if you look in uh, verse fourteen, Romans eight fourteen through sixteen, it mm -hmm. says, "For all who are being led by the Spirit of God." These are the sons of God, or these are the children of God. So yeah. children of God, we see in the word, should be led by God. Put that in the comments. Mm -hmm. All children of God should be led by the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. That's an absolute. Yeah. All not led by emotions, not led by thoughts, mm -hmm. not led by fleeces like what... Um, uh, Gideon did. He laid a fleece out. If it was wet, it's you. The next day, you know, if, if it's dry, it's you, or, you know, which, uh, which day came first. But he put a fleece out, and then if physical things changed, then that was his confirmation. We don't have to have confirmation. He didn't have the infilling of the Holy Ghost. He didn't have Jesus. We do now. And so in the New Testament, we see that, and please put that in the comments, all of the children of God that should be led by the Spirit of God, mm -hmm. right? That's what they should be led by. Verse 15, for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons or as children by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16, so this is Romans eight sixteen, says this, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit. So the Holy Spirit will testify to our spirit, or he will communicate and give us a witness of, of what that leading is. Mm -hmm. All right. So the Holy Spirit himself testifies with our spirit or gives us a witness uh, with our spirit that we are the children of God. So what you can see is this, this is a very important way for us to be led because if he's Communicating with you, yes, you are born again. Yes, you are born again. Yes, you are born again. And this is the flow of yeah. how he communicates this eternal truth to us individually. You can see that this is a highly qualified way and flow that God has established to get information to us. Okay, mm -hmm. does that make sense? Yes, so Romans eight sixteen shows us the flow of the leading of God. Notice that in context that he's talking about being led by God. Verse 14, yeah. he's talking about being led. Verse 16 shows us the flow. So in yeah. context, you see both of those things. So when we're confirming what we think is the Lord, the first thing is eventually we want to grow to the place to be able to tell or be able to discern yeah. what's coming from the Spirit mm -hmm. and what's coming from our mind. Okay. Yeah. So now if you back up, Back up into Romans 7, uh, what you'll see, let me find this. I've, I've definitely needed this and had to go back to that verse about like yeah. being led by emotions because yeah. oftentimes I've been like, well, I just feel like this is the right answer. Yeah. And oftentimes that word feel, when we use it, um, oftentimes that means that we're being yeah. led by emotions. Sometimes... You know, you may hear like me say, like, I feel like this is the right thing to do. And I'm, I'm referencing like that's yeah, what I yeah. like. Um, that's what I'm feeling led to do. But oftentimes I say, like, 
I'm just not feeling like doing this today. Yeah, that's yeah. normally a key in my mind when I word stuff like that. I think that's me doing that, emotions. That brings up a great point. Will you look up uh, Romans 8, 16 in the King James? Look mm -hmm. that up. So you'll notice, and I'll, I don't know if you've noticed before with me or not, I won't say I feel... I feel led this way. I won't say the word feel. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because although the leading in a sense is a feeling, although that leading is a sense in a sense is a feeling, we most of the time in this society associate feeling with a fleshly world, yeah. with a yeah. with this physical world. Our feelings, our emotions, our touch, taste, sight. You know, all of those feelings, right? And so in order to keep that clear, you won't hear me say, I feel led, right? Mm -hmm. So when you look at this, so in verse 16, it says, the Spirit testifies. Mm -hmm. uh, in the King James, it says, the Spirit gives us a witness, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times what you'll hear me say is that I sense the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. because I just want to make that small definitive word mm -hmm. instead of saying I feel the Holy Spirit, I sense his presence, I sense his leading. Yeah. In other words, mm -hmm. I'm sensing it in the Spirit, mm -hmm. not in my physical man or my mind, will, and emotions. Mm -hmm. Another biblical way of saying that is that I have a testimony from the Spirit, or I, yeah. I feel a witness of the Spirit on that. So those are biblical terms, mm -hmm. a testimony, a witness, a sense of the Holy Spirit. So I will say those just so that over time, I'm not communicating uh, one thing for the Spirit that most people utilize as a fleshly response. Right. So instead of saying, I feel this, I'll say, I have a sense of it and things like that. I, I think that's good for us to see and to understand. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that you see here is, so the number one way that the Lord talks to us is the inward witness from his spirit to our spirit. But then what you see is eventually that sense or that testimony of the Holy Spirit, that witness of the Holy Spirit then proceeds to our mind, okay? Mm -hmm. And look at uh, Romans chapter 7 and verse 25. And you can see it if you read the end of Romans 7, starting about verse 14, you can see that our mind will actually act, receive two inputs. Mm -hmm. So uh, one, of the, one of the ones that you see, let's see here. I was going to try and find the other verse where it shows uh, the fleshly nature in our mind. But you can see in this passage both that our mind, will, and emotions will receive an input from our fleshly man, right? From our five senses, so to speak, and from our feelings and emotions dealing in this world. But in verse 25 it says, Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God. Mm -hmm. So in other words, the, the renewed spirit of man is giving the law of God to my mind. Mm -hmm. So I won't, in my mind, have you ever felt like, you know, all right, you're tempted to sin? And this is exactly what this is talking about. You're tempted to sin, but in your mind, there's like this battle going on that's like, 
I want to sin in the flesh, but it, it's what people would say like the angel sitting on both shoulders. Yeah. But what's really happening is it's a battle between the spirit man who's renewed in Jesus mm -hmm. and the flesh man who is unrenewed. Mm -hmm. And both of those are giving an input to their mind. Yeah. And in their mind, they're having this, this tug of war back and forth. The more our mind is renewed to the things of God, yeah. the the more quiet the flesh's voice becomes, right? Yeah. So, you know, I can say now, I don't have near as much that tug of war in my mind anymore because I've given my mind to be renewed, mm -hmm. which is a way of confirmation. The more that we renew our mind to the washing of the water of the word, the easier it is to discern what is God and what isn't. Right. The other thing, uh, you know, in our mind, we'll have an input from the spirit. So when people get filled with the Holy Ghost and they want to pray in tongues, you know, we have had so much teaching in the world that tongues is of the devil that, and most people think, oh man, I don't want to get a demon, so I don't want to, you know, pray in tongues because that's been taught from the pulpit. Completely wrong, but yeah. that's been taught and it's something we have to deal with. Yeah. And we have to renew our mind to what the word says or else what happens to a lot of people is they get filled with the Holy Ghost those syllables of the new heavenly language comes up and it's like it gets stuck right here because in our mind we're going, oh no, I don't want it. And two things happen. I don't want to receive a devil or I don't want it just to be me. Mm -hmm. But they don't understand that what they're getting is not just them, it's the leading of the Holy Ghost that they ask for. But in their mind, they're going, do I speak out those words? Do I not speak out those words? Do I speak out those? And so they have this, this struggle going on because in their mind, they have one input from the flesh and one input or, and even the logical things that they think they know and the things from the spirit. So you can see that in the mind we have this, and that's really where the struggle is in that when people do have a struggle we don't need to have that struggle yeah. but when they have had that yeah. what's been going on is they've been so used to listening to logic emotions and what what they think they know from the world and their their senses their feelings from the world that they're so used to that that when the holy spirit brings something else in there mm -hmm. from him Mm -hmm. testifying to our spirit and our spirit brings it to the mind. It seems contradictory and it's like, which one's which? Yeah. So the more we renew our mind and put down the fleshly, the emotional and the logical, the mm -hmm. more this one comes to the surface. And yeah. part of the, a good confirmation is knowing the scripture. Mm -hmm. So for example, if I said, you know, let's say that the Holy Ghost said to you, don't lie about that on your taxes, right? Yeah. Now, what is that? Is that the Holy Spirit? You know, you're getting ready, you're filling out a form on your taxes, and the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit goes, don't lie, right? Is that the Lord or not? I or you get that sense in your head, you know, is that the Lord or not? I'd say. It's the Lord. And how do you know that? Because the Holy Spirit doesn't contradict himself. And when you go back to Exodus chapter 20, he says, don't lie, don't steal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's the Holy Ghost. Yeah. 
because you know that and your mind is renewed to it, it's easy to discern that's God. You know, that's the, what we would have said, although we know this is incorrect. That's the good angel sitting on our shoulder versus the, you know, and at the same time, your flesh is like, but it'll save you money, you know, if I do lie a little bit. All right. And so that's the battle that happens, the war that wages in our mind. And we have to take that wrong thought captive. Okay. So... That's how, so you have confirmation that that was God telling you not to lie and not to steal on that because you, your mind was renewed to the word that says, don't lie, don't steal. Right. Okay. So the more our mind is renewed to who God is and what he says, the more our mind is renewed to that, the more we're going to recognize what he's saying and doing. And then we can and if you think about that, let's say that you had 10 times that the Holy Spirit was speaking and you knew that was God because mm-hmm. it was already written in his word. There would be a sense on that. Like, okay, I, oh, this is, then let's say that there was something he told you that wasn't written in chapter and verse, mm-hmm. but it was, okay, Abby, I want you to do this job, right? I want you to do that. Well, that's yeah. not written in here. But yeah. the sense of it is the same mm-hmm. as when he told you not to lie and to steal, right? Mm-hmm. You would say, that's what his voice sounds like. Yeah, right. And that's Jesus speaking through the Holy Spirit, and my sheep know my voice. Mm-hmm. So the ones that follow Jesus will get to know his voice mm-hmm. better and better and better, and that in itself will be a confirmation. Mm-hmm. You know, you've had things that you've said to me, you have as well, but... Uh, you you say, well, this is what I believe I heard. And you watch me go, that's the Holy Ghost because mm-hmm. that's how he talks. Mm-hmm. Well, how do I know that? Because I've spent time with him and I have that confirmation. I've learned his voice. I'm like, that's, that's the way he talks, you know. And uh, so I will know that's, first of all, I know it's according to the word. I know how he speaks and how he, you know, the sense of the leading of the Holy Ghost in that. So another way to confirm, so one con- confirmation is, Knowing the word. Another confirmation, let's go to Colossians chapter 3. Skip and away. if you have any questions, feel free to put them in the comments. Yes. Any questions about yes. being led, put them in the comments right now. Right mm-hmm. now. Do it right now. Do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another is Colossians chapter 3. And this is, I would say, uh, the main way that you're going to have confirmation. Okay. Awesome. This is the main way. And it is... So we're giving you three confirmations of leading. Mm -hmm. Does it say it in the word already, which is also a main way, but Mm -hmm. this is the one that we need to learn. I mean, we can go and research, you know, is this God saying that, you know, but a lot of people don't know that, that God has said some of the things in his word because they don't know the word. Right. Okay. But this one will help teach them. We need to know the word, Mm -hmm. but do you know everything that's in this book? I don't know everything that's in this book either. This one will show us even if we don't have knowledge of that. Now, just because this one's in here doesn't mean that we rely on this all the time and never go study the Word. Mm -hmm. uh, The Holy Spirit told Paul to tell Timothy, study to show yourself approved. Uh, The Bereans, Acts 17, 11, were more noble because they searched the scriptures to see if what was preached was true. Mm -hmm. So we see 
in in the Word, we need to know this Bible. You yeah. know, uh, God told Joshua, you know, meditate on the law or the Word, my Word, day and night, uh, confess it, think on it, meditate on it. Then you will make your way successful. So we need to know this Word. So that's that's number one. Here's here's a major point. This is Colossians three fifteen, and it says this. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which you were indeed called in one body, and be thankful. So mm -hmm. what he's showing us here is a principle. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Yeah. Okay? Let the peace of Christ. So in other words, when I have peace in my heart on something, I can know that that's God. Mm -hmm. And my job, at, after I'm born again, now I have to be born again to have this operating. Okay? Right. It doesn't get flipped on in the right way until I'm born again. Once I'm born again, this is available to me. Okay, mm -hmm. So if you're not born again, you can receive Jesus as your Savior. And there's so many spiritual gifts that, that turn on. All right, so... And then all of a sudden he says, let this peace. So when in your heart rule. So if I have peace in my heart, then I need to allow that to have rule. So yeah. in other words, he's going to give me a peace, and then I'm going to follow that peace. So whatever I have peace on in my heart, that's going to be God once mm -hmm. I'm born again and being led by the Spirit of God. That's what I'm going to have, okay? And I'll have peace on it. Now, here's the issue, though. There's a difference between peace in your heart and peace in your head. Right. And so here's, here's the area kind of that you're asking about is, how do I tell what's in my heart and what's in my head? Right. You know, now, first of all, we got to know the word. Okay, yeah. so that's one thing. But because let me, for example, let me give you an idea about, <clears throat> an idea about this. Um, Let's say that you need, um, let me just, there's so many different examples. Let me try to come up with one. Let, all right, let's say that God told you, buddy, to go and um, do work for him. Okay, okay. Let's, let's say that he told you to go and do work for him. I'll give you two different examples. He told you to go and win souls. Okay, so he told you to go and win souls today, and go. And I want you to go and win two souls today, and uh, so he told you to do that. You know you heard from him, right? But here's the issue: Is your flesh going to want to go do that? No, because the flesh and the spirit are always at odds with each other. They war against each other. The Bible says so. Your flesh is not going to want to do that. Okay, so your brain then uh, from the flesh. Your mind is going to go find every reason to not go do that. And you're going to have turmoil in your mind that's unrenewed. If your mind is unrenewed, if it's renewed, you won't have the turmoil as much. But we're talking about a, a mind that's not fully renewed. Then if your mind's not renewed, then what's going to happen is you're going to have turmoil. It's going to find a reason why I don't have time to go to Walmart and find somebody that needs. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm afraid of what they might talk you know, say to me, they might reject me. It's going to come up with every reason not to go do it. But what's yeah. going to be in your heart? There's going to be a peace. No, I got this. With Jesus, I can do it. I, his, he's going to lead me. He's going yeah. to give me the words. Yeah. They're not rejecting me. They're rejecting Christ. And so in the same, now, 
in the same moment, you're going to have an input from the flesh. No, I don't want to. Excuses why not to do it. In the same moment, you're going to have an input from the Spirit that says, no, you got this. I can do all things through Christ on His Word. In His Word is every provision that I need, right? And so you're going to have this turmoil kind of between your flesh and your spirit, and it happens here in the mind. But a lot of people, but watch this, but if, let's say that I was not your pastor, but I'm just an unborn-again friend. I'm an I'm a friend that doesn't know Jesus. And you told me, you told me, I'm going to go win somebody to the Lord today. Well, I don't care anything about that if I'm a a friend that's not born again. And I'd say, Mm -hmm. why are you going to do that? You don't have to go do that. You don't have to go do that at all. Well, if I said that to you as a friend, right, a a quote-unquote friend, and I said that to you, and you heard it and believed me, then all of a sudden you would have all those fleshly negative thoughts. Your thinking is, hey, if, I, if he's right and I don't go do it, now I don't have to go do this thing. And all of a sudden you would have peace in your mind or peace from your flesh, mm-hmm. right? right? So I can have, but now the thought of that should cause turmoil in my spirit because God said to do something else. So I can have a sense of peace on the opposite of doing God's will in my mind, and and but I won't have peace in my heart over that. Versus I could have a sense of confusion in my mind because my flesh doesn't want to go do it, but peace because God told me to. So a lot of times people don't understand the difference between is it coming from my flesh and my mind or you know, my fleshly mind and an unrenewed mind, or is it coming from my heart? And they have to learn to discern those two. But the peace of God will rule in your heart, and you'll know in your inner man, this is what I need to do. And this yeah. is your real confirmation that every body needs to live by. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that you'll find is this. Another situation. Let's say that uh, the Lord told you to come to Boomerang, and now you're at Boomerang, and uh, man, God's given you some task to do. And it seems overwhelming to the flesh, right? Yeah. Seems overwhelming to the flesh. And so all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's overwhelming to the flesh on what you need to do. Uh, but kind of like Peter, when he stepped out of the boat, the wind and waves were overwhelming to him. He stepped yeah. out first, he walked on the water, but when he looked back at the flesh, instead of eyes on Jesus, in his mind, it became overwhelming, right? And so in that moment, a lot of people think, they're like, well, peace would be, you know, you got a lot of work. Peace would be just let all this work go. Just let all the work go and let's just, and and immediately if you think, I don't have to do any more work, I'm just going to quit doing all that stuff, you would have peace. But it wouldn't be of the heart, it would be of the mind. And many people will take that peace and say, Stamp it with God, but it's it's wrong. It's incorrect because yeah. God told you to do it. He had provision. That's mm-hmm. what Peter did. It's like, oh goodness, I'm walking on water. He looks at the wind and waves, and he doesn't have the peace in his mind anymore because he looked at the wind and waves, and he yielded to the you know he yielded to that, yeah. and he and he didn't operate on the peace that was in his heart, yeah. and so he missed that confirmation. So now the other way to have confirmation is. 
you know, anything that you're leading, it's really good to utilize the spiritual leaders that you have in your life. Bring those things, especially as you're learning, and even after you're not learning, you know, bring those things to your spiritual leaders because they have an anointing to see into your life and say, that's the Lord, that's not the Lord. Mm -hmm. And both of y'all have brought things to me and I've said, yeah, that's it, that's Mm -hmm. the Lord. Keep go, you got it. You know, you've also both brought things to me that you thought were God, and I went, that ain't Jesus. That's not him. And, you're, and then I explained it to you, and you go, oh, mm-hmm. I see it. You know, And even me, uh, a couple of years ago, I had something. Mm-hmm. I knew it was the Lord, but I didn't know the timing of it. I bring it to a spiritual. I know how to hear from God. Yeah. But I, w- I wasn't sure on the timing of stuff. I bring it to spiritual ears. They're like, this is not the time. You need to wait on this. I'm yeah. like, oh. So glad I brought it to you. You saved us, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So confirmation, you need to know the word. You need to have the peace in your heart mm-hmm. and you need to have, you need to bring it to spiritual leaders. So that's how mm-hmm. you can know. And as you bring it to your spiritual leaders, as you grow in the word, as you seek that peace in your heart, you'll learn the sense of God and you'll get better and better and better at it, better and better, better. And one thing I've learned to watch, too, is after I make a decision, I always review it. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. I have peace now? And if I've made the wrong decision, it'll be like <laughs> across my spirit. It'll just, it won't yeah. feel right. Mm-hmm. But if I made the right decision, like I can't tell you how many times I made the right decision, and I still was kind of questioning it going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. I was still kind of questioning it. And then all of a sudden, I make the decision, and it's like that was it. I know I did the right thing and I have peace in my heart. And so I look at that. What did that, what was the sense or the witness that I had in my heart ahead of time? What's the witness that I have after I made the decision? And that helps mm-hmm. me to know those things. Yeah. So, There's been so many times that for weeks or even months, I've like been debating like, is this the Lord? Is this not? Yeah. I felt like in that turmoil of like, here's this decision and I, I don't know which one is right for long, like, embarrassing periods of time, like, honestly. (laughs) And I've just come up to you and asked you, like, just simply, like, this is something I've really been dealing with for a long time, and it's just, like, really gotten me down. And you, within a few minutes, is like, you're like, there you go. (laughs) That's it. And solved weeks and sometimes months worth of problems. Why waste time like that? Just bring it up at the beginning, early, before you even form what could be wrong thinking on it. Bring it early. That's that's the anointing that a pastor has. Mm -hmm. They have an anointing to do that. Why not use it? You know, yeah. if I had, if I had, think about this, if I had a, a supernatural bank account and it always stayed stock with $100,000 in it, and I told you, you can draw from this bank account anytime you want to, and it'll stay full. You just spend, it'll never, it'll never run dry. You know, there's, there's, it's anointed to have a supply for you. Yeah. And, and you kept spending your own money. <laughs> well, that would, would that be, be smart? smart? <laughs> nope. No. No, but so we have a supernatural supply of the anointed wisdom of God in our leaders. Why would we not use that? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Uh, Hannah actually asked a question kind of in line of what awesome. you were talking about. Um, she said, is it still a leading from God if we have peace in our heart, but fear of stepping out in faith? Say it again. Um, is it still leading from God if we have peace in our heart, but uh, fear of stepping out in faith. 
So I might have peace on it, but yeah. I'm afraid to, to step out into danger. Yeah, that's still the Lord. If you have peace in your heart, that's the Lord. If you're born again, you have peace in your heart, that's the Lord. And that's what he commands us yeah. to let rule. Yeah. He commands us to let that rule. You see what I mean? Yeah. And so um, that, that's one of those things where now in this New Testament time, we have such a great leading of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, but there are things that will be fearful to our flesh, and especially the younger we are in Christ. And, mm -hmm. Or let me not just say Christ, the younger we are in spiritual things. Okay? Yeah. The less mature we are in spiritual things, the more we are likely to have fear over things that God is telling us to do in our flesh man and in our mind, will, and emotions. Yeah, mm -hmm. great question. Yeah, because yeah, I think sometimes people can say, well, there's no fear in love, so if I'm afraid, then it must not be God. But that's not Not true. Thing. No, they're, they can have those. And those are, that's when they're classifying uh, love as a feeling as well, you yeah. know, uh, instead of a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. So yeah. mm -hmm. um, love is giving in yeah. that way. But now the fear is feeling, but God has not given a spirit of fear but a power of love and a sound and disciplined mind. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, anytime, and I've, I've said this for years now, learn to recognize the emotion of fear. Mm -hmm. Learn, fear is a spirit and it produces an emotion. Mm -hmm. Learn to recognize that emotion because if you can learn to recognize the emotion of fear and in other words, the working of the spirit of fear, mm -hmm. the manifestation of the spirit of fear in, in you, then you'll know what's God and what's not. And mm -hmm. so if I have fear over that, then it's, it's not the Lord. Yeah. And, and so now, and there's balance to this. So in other words, somebody could say, well, I, I don't fear anything, so I'm going to walk off this cliff. You know, I'm just, I believe God, he's going to save me. Well, now you're tempting God. Jesus didn't do that. Yeah. Jesus, that's what the devil tempted him with. Yeah. So you, you can try, that's a false, that's a false faith. And it's presumption because you didn't have a word from God. You can only have faith on a word from the Lord or his character and his nature. You see mm -hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. Um, Amen. So what would you say are the biggest hindrances to being able to hear the voice of God? I know you're talking a lot about, you know, the flesh and the voice yeah. of the flesh. Well, let me, let me answer Oscar's, oh, uh, Oscar's because it went along with what we just said. Yeah. So yeah. read that. Read that. Uh, he says, could, could we say Jonah had, had not fleshly peace in doing God's will, but his inner knew? So I, think, I think in the case of Jonah, if, if, let me say it this way, if Jonah was a New Testament man, hmm. a New Testament man with the Holy Spirit in his heart, hmm. then mm -hmm. I think we could clearly say that in his heart he knew what he was supposed to do, but he had fear of going yeah. to Nineveh and doing that. Yeah. And he, did, he ran away from the peace in his heart mm -hmm. so that he could have peace in his flesh. Right. You know, he, he yielded, he put peace in his fleshly man on the throne mm -hmm. instead of putting the peace of mm -hmm. God and the peace of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in, in his heart on the throne. So I think, yeah. but Jonah was not a New Testament man, so did he actually have that? I can't say that absolutely because the leading of the Lord and the, who he was, he was not a renewed spirit at that time. 
but the Holy Spirit had given him instruction to go there, and he had, he had not heeded that advice. So as a New Testament man, I think we could say yes, but he wasn't one, so I can't say that absolutely. But that's, right. a, good, that's a good example of yeah. it. Yeah. So, okay. Okay, so um, what would you say uh, would be the biggest hindrances to being able to hear the voice of God mm-hmm. outside of that flesh that we were kind of talking about? Is there any? Biggest hindrance, that's a great question. Um, the biggest hindrance to hearing the voice of God, number one, would be not being born again. Yeah. If you're not in the family of God and you're not connected to the Spirit of God through being recreated in Him, you, you don't have a right to be led. The, yeah. the children yeah. of God are led by the Spirit of God. So mm-hmm. if you're, if you're going to be led by the Spirit and you're going to be led by God, you've got to be a child first. Yeah. Right. Uh, the second thing that I would say is not baptized in the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. It, baptism of the Holy Ghost is designed to bring us the power to live uh, like God on the earth, to live like him, made in his image and likeness. So without the Holy Spirit, and even you shouldn't even be a preacher without being baptized with the Holy Ghost. I mean, that's clear in the Bible. You should not even be a preacher of the gospel without, you notice that there was no anointing for the apostles to preach until they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. They had already received the Holy Spirit when Jesus breathed on them. But there was no preaching of the good news of the gospel until they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And um, even with Jesus, even with Jesus, he didn't start preaching and have an anointing until heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Even Jesus didn't preach until he was filled with the Holy Ghost. So uh, to hear from the voice of God, to hear from the voice of God, we need to be filled with the Spirit. And that's why the devil fights it. Because he doesn't want people and believers being led by God. Because he knows if they're led by God, he's, he can't do anything with them. Yeah. So in order to keep that away, he makes them fear the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He has preachers who don't understand it, preachers who fear losing control, uh, yeah. preachers who don't want to move, who don't want to go outside of their comfort zone. He'll, ha- he'll teach them false doctrines about that and, and teach people to fear the Holy Spirit and um, you know, fear those things. And um, because of that, it causes many people to not walk what the power that God wants. Uh, the next thing, the third thing that I would say is not yielding to the leading that you have. Um, so to not know the voice, for, well, let me make that the fourth thing. But the third thing would be not knowing the word. Yeah. If you don't know the word, yeah. then you're not going to know the character and nature of God. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes, you're going to have a hard time discerning. Uh, discerning. you got to know the word to hear from the Lord. Yeah. The fourth right. thing would be not yielding to what the Holy Spirit's saying. So uh, when you look at the verse that talks about having our conscience seared, what you actually see is like that searing will cause you to lose feeling. So the more we say yes to God, the more we'll be able to sense his leading. The more we say no to God, the less we will hear. It's kind of like a radio, an old-timey radio. When I say yes to God, I tune in to him and I hear him more clear. When I say no to God, I turn away from him. It becomes more static. And so the more I say a hindrance would be saying no to God, which includes what I'm picking up through my spirit man 
and includes what he's already told me to do that I'm doing or not doing. Yeah. So I think those are the four major hinder- hindrances to being led by the Spirit of God. Um, and I would say uh, one, one more is not being under the anointing. So if you're not in a church flowing yeah. in the anointing, yeah. um, you're not going to have that continuous input and breaking off of the fleshly crust. Yeah. Right. That anointing breaks the yoke. Yeah. And so you need to be under the anointing as much as possible. So five things right. that are hindrances. Definitely, let, we need to put that as a list and... Amen. Uh, Miss Crabtree says, I definitely needed this today. Amen. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So I think Barrett's typing out those five things, I hope. so. The five things are, again, being hindrances to hearing, being led. Uh, number one, not being born again. Mm-hmm. Two, not being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Three, not knowing the Word of God, mm-hmm. not knowing the Bible. Yeah. Four, not yielding to what God has said, mm-hmm. and five, not sitting in under the supernatural anointing and power of God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, so this may be completely already covered, and maybe it was just in my face and I um, missed it. But I I'm know, letting y'all read all the comments because yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm not keeping up with that. Um, I know. A, a lot it's been mentioned renewing our minds yeah um the part of me that loves lists loves um you know like a step-by-step thing yeah <laughs> i'm like okay what are the steps and i i feel like i need to renew my mind like it, it just i feel like kind of not right i need to renew my mind or i'm just reading in the word and seeing the importance of how to renew my mind what would you say, like, are the steps? This is how you renew your mind. Okay. Uh, well, let's look at a couple of scriptures on renewing our mind first. And the mm-hmm. first one that I would say is uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Please put that in the comments. And I think Barrett put the five hindrances. Yeah, good. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And that may be you what we have as the title too and the description is um steps to being led or what was the the first question steps to having confirmation you know and then mm-hmm. five hindrances to being led those could be good title and everything but romans chapter 12 and verse 1 and 2 some of my favorite it says this therefore i urge you brethren by the mercies of god to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Now, the mm-hmm. first thing that you see here is that we are supposed to present our lives, um, our fleshly life, yeah. our bodies, our fleshly life, mind, will, emotions, our actions, our thoughts, everything, yeah. to God and acceptable. Now, here's one of the things. How do you know what's acceptable to God if your mind's not renewed? Right. You see, so I can't present myself. He's commanding us to present ourselves a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But how can I present myself if I don't even know what God says is acceptable? Yeah. Well, this word tells us what's acceptable. So mm-hmm. the first step is I've got to give that. And he says, he goes on by saying, 
This is your spiritual service of worship. Shouldn't we worship God? Isn't he worthy of that worship? Yep. And if we don't worship him and we don't give ourselves to worship him, mm-hmm. we are in pride. We are, we are throwing away what's actually happening. We're throwing away actually what's going on. It'd be like, yeah. um, it, it'd be like somebody getting ready to cross a road and there's a person there saying, don't cross, the traffic's coming and it won't stop, right? Yeah. And you say, and, and somebody would throw it away by saying, it doesn't matter, they'll stop for me. And they walk out and, and they're done, right? Yeah. Because they threw away the reality of what's going on. They can think all in their head all they want to. I'm Superman, they'll stop for me, all of this stuff. But if they're crossing a major highway, that's not the probably going to happen. You see what I mean? And they would throw away the reality of what's really going on. The reality of what's really going on is God is worthy of worship. No matter how you feel about it, no matter what you think about it, even if you think that's wrong, that's the reality. That's yeah. the reality. And he shows us that our two Christians, the reality is we're commanded to worship him. And a part of our worshiping him is taking ourselves, laying ourselves on the altar and saying, Lord, you have command of me and my life and my thoughts. And then he shows this. And thank you, Lord, for that insight. It's a good, good example. Mm-hmm. It shows this in verse 2. See, I don't want to be run over by this corrupted world. Yeah. And you don't yeah. want Do you want to be run over by this corrupted world? I don't mm-hmm. either. So in order to not be run over by this corrupted world, we must face the spiritual realities. And God has them all listed in this word. All right. Now, uh, verse 2 says, don't be conformed to this world. Now, what that speaks of is this. Um, that speaks of conformed is like if, if I took this mug and it's a mold. The mm-hmm. world wants to take you and your thinking and it wants to force feed it. We're seeing it all over social media now. Like they are trying to force feed all of this uh, secular humanism, cancel culture. They're trying to force feed uh, you know, all of the... the homosexual, you know, doctrines and thinking and that way it's conforming. Yeah. It's forcing you into a mold to be a certain mold that looks like the corrupted world. It's force feeding all of these things. It's force feeding all of that, right? It's constantly going to do that. I mean, we know it's going to do that, okay? But he says, "Don't let that happen." Okay? How how are we not going to let that happen? Keep reading. Romans 12:2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So now we have a command to renew our minds and our thinking. And, and how can we do that? See, when we were made a new creation in Christ, we gained the ability to completely take over sin and our thinking, mm-hmm. right? We, we are no longer slaves to sin. We are no longer in the bondage of sin, right? Mm-hmm. We're no longer in that bondage. Today, in other words, when we're no longer in bondage to how we think. Mm -hmm. Some people have been, like, whatever I think, that's what I do. And then when they actually think like this, you'll hear them make statements like, I just can't stop it. They're in bondage to their thoughts and their thought life. They're in bondage to their flesh. And But Christ broke that. Many Mm -hmm. Christians still don't know that that's broken. Okay, But he tells us, Don't be conformed. Don't be molded to a corrupted world and its thinking, 
but transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when we became born again, we are commanded and we are empowered to renew our mind. Please put that in the comments. When we were born again, when we are born again, we are commanded and empowered to renew our mind. It's a, it's a great statement. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, transform or renew in our mind. And then he says, and let me just put it this way. When we do that, when we give ourselves as a living sacrifice, and when we renew our mind, you will prove what the will of God is. Mm -hmm. Your life will start to be a proof of God's almighty love and power. In other words, you're going to start seeing miracles. You're going to start seeing the power of God poured out. You'll prove what the will of God is. That which is good and acceptable and perfect. Even God says, and this will that you're going to prove is going to be good and acceptable and perfect. In other words, it's going to cause people to say, man, I, I can accept that. I want to accept that. This is good. This is perfect. That's what will happen when each believer Renew, presents themselves as a living sacrifice and renews their mind. So we yeah. have to, but it comes from renewing our mind. How do we renew our mind? Go to Ephesians. Go to Ephesians uh, chapter 5 and verse 25 and 26. Hey, Pastor Ben. Good to see you. Ephesians 5, 25 and 26. So this is talking about marriage but it gives us an example of what we will do as Christians because we are married to Christ. Right. So that's, it's showing how a husband and wife need to operate, but it's also showing how us and Christ need to operate. Yeah. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. So mm -hmm. when he gave himself up for us, on the cross, yeah. something happened. Yeah. And he, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her yeah. by the washing of the water with the word, yeah. mm -hmm. that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. Yeah. So what it shows us is that Christ laid out a path that as soon as we were born again, we are commanded and empowered to renew our mind. Yeah. And how we renew our mind? By the washing of the water of the word. The more of this Bible that I get into this brain, the more I will be transformed to think like him, act like him, be like him. And this word, the more I read it, study it, meditate on it, it'll start washing away all the garbage of the world. And so we've got to get in this word, which leads right back to how we're being led. You know, we got to know this word. We got to study this word. Yeah. So we've, and yeah. to renew our minds, we've got to study this word, which step mm -hmm. one would be study the word on our own. Step two would be sit under anointed preaching and teaching in, you know, under, you want to sit under preachers and teachers, fivefold ministry gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers that are carrying the anointing. They don't just have good words. Yeah. Most of the church is trying to get what they need by logic. 
It's not received by that. It's these things are spiritually discerned. They're received by the anointing that breaks the yoke, yeah. not just clever words. Yeah. And Paul says, I don't come to you in persuasive words, right? He mm -hmm. says, but in demonstration of power. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. this is how the kingdom in the kingdom of God is not just in persuasive words, but in power. So there's an anointing to bring about power. That's why when you go to a church, you want to see people saved. You want to yeah. see disciples being made all the time, not just a few every now and then. Right. But that's not all. You want to see the power of God. You want to see healing, miracles, yeah. deliverance. Uh, you want to see the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestations of the Spirit, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, praying in tongues, interpretation of tongues, gift of faith, working of miracles. You want to see these things all the time in a church that you go to. Otherwise, you're not renewing, you're not going to renew your mind properly because this word is not going to be uh, taught in that power and in that anointing. And your mind won't be fully renewed to it. You want to have that, the washing of the water of the word. And it happens not only as we study individually, but it also happens right now as this anointing that's come in here and is coming through this video. There's a washing of the water of the word over our minds. It's helping you renew your mind. It's helping me renew my mind. Yeah. That anointing's helping me too. Yeah. And uh, that's washing of the water of the word. We're doing it even right now. So... Hope that answers your question. So now, yeah. any other questions that we have, get your question about being led by the Spirit. We're going to have uh, that tomorrow. It's going to be fun with the Zoom call as well. And uh, but, is there anything to wrap up that I missed, or anything, or are we ready to go for today? Well, just a just a testimony out of the entire Bible. This morning, he had me read Ephesians five. <laughs> so that that was pretty cool. It tickled me a little bit. <laughs> Well, see, that was, yeah. now I want you to see something. That was the leading of, of the Lord. Yeah. You can obviously see that you sensed that correctly. Yeah. And then I was led as you mm -hmm. asked the question, you see. Mm -hmm. So you have a testimony that I know how to hear from God too. You have a testimony that you did it right this morning yeah. as well. And so, woohoo. So that sense that you had this yeah. morning, pay attention to that, you see. Yep. Amen. Amen. That's a great, and that's a great witness and confirmation mm -hmm. that of how the Lord leads us. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yay, thanks Amen. God for examples. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So we just praise God for you. I hope that that helps you in being led, hopes to answer some questions. We will have some more tomorrow. And uh, we encourage you, listen, if you got something out of this word, the word tells us very clearly that when you are fed by the word of God, like you were today, it says you share out of your supply. You, sh you honor that. You honor that word. So we encourage you today uh, to sow into the word being preached and taught in your life. Uh, that's what the Bible says. And when we follow that, we're saying, Lord, I honor you and I honor what you're saying. And so you can go to giveww.org. Uh, you can give on Facebook, hashtag donate, followed by the amount. Cash app, cash tag, give WW. Uh, you can text to give. Uh, you can give by Venmo. I think that's at symbol, give BC. PayPal, give BC. And you can even give cryptocurrency. So follow the link. You can go to giveww.org and you can see all of that. And we encourage you to give today. And right now we want to pray for everybody who may be sowing today on this on this broadcast. We want that blessed. Our job as ministers is to bless it. 
And so will y'all agree with me as we yeah. bless every, every penny that somebody may sow? Yeah. And you can also sow this way. Right now, stop. Share the broadcast. Mm -hmm. Like it. Yeah. Subscribe. Let me tell you, that we're, there are corrupted things that are going on. Help, yeah. us, help us come against some of that corruption by liking, sharing, subscribing. Get yeah. the word out even more yeah. so that it can't be ignored. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. Uh, yeah. So right now, let's pray over every seed that you've sown. And uh, Father, we just thank you right now for your blessing, your mercy. Your word tells us that when we sow, we should have a harvest. We should believe for a harvest and we should expect a harvest. And we should not just expect any harvest, but we should expect a supernatural harvest. And so, Father, every penny that was sown today, Lord, let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over in their lives. And, Lord, let it be in supernatural timing. Let it be a supernatural timing, yes. Lord. Let it be exactly what they need, when they need it. And, Lord, let it be an overflow of their cup, not just a little, but a supernatural multiplication and exponential multiplication. In Jesus' name. We praise you, Lord. We just received that right now. Father, I just, I just sense to have specific words here for people that are listening. Lord, I just command right now that car debt to start to fall off of people. Lord, let that debt be supernaturally erased. Let it happen now. And we praise you and we worship you and we thank you, Lord. Lord, right now, let that debt be supernaturally erased. Let bonuses come in, unexpected money. Let it be supernatural. Let it be quick in Jesus' name. Not only that, Lord, but Father, let there be supernatural promotions and, and increased salary increases in Jesus' name. We thank you for it and we praise you. Amen. Amen. And I'll tell you this, if you get, I want you to share this with us, um, if you get a supernatural increase in your salary, or you have unexpected funds that come in, or you have debt that was supernaturally erased, I want you to communicate it to us. So go to give uh, not give w, go to whatsright.com and uh, let's put that in the comments. Whatsright.com and it's what's w-r-i-g-h-t.com. And send us a message and say, hey, I've got a testimony. The Lord just added this to me, okay? And uh, send that in because we're keeping up with it. We're, just so we can give God praise yeah. and help build other people's faith, God has done hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars of increase. Oh, yeah. This, Do you have those numbers? Yeah. yeah. Read, read what the Lord's done. And this is not all of them. Yeah. yeah. This so, is not. so a total salary increase, $39,229. Total, Hallelujah. total increase, $52,000, uh, $52, just over that. Total debt erased. Just bonuses, 50, yeah. Uh, yeah. 50, 52. Yeah. I know it's actually hundreds of thousands higher. Oh, I yeah. just hadn't put them in yet. Yeah. So. Um, total debt erased, $144,279. Glory to God. Yeah. That just awesome. keeps going up. Amen. Yeah. The Lord is getting his people out of debt. He's blessing them. And uh, as we sow, we're believing that those go up and the harvest is even greater. So yeah. if you have a testimony, make sure that you send it in so we can add to that. And we praise God for you yeah. and uh, love you. Thanks so much for being with us. Tomorrow, 
tomorrow, special Zoom question and answer about being led by the Spirit. Join with us. We want to see your face on the broadcast. Uh, so maybe, you know, get dressed, put some makeup on tomorrow or something. I don't know. <laughs> Good plan. Yeah. Amen. Take a shower. <laughs> All right. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow at 1130. Here's Barrett to wrap it up. Bye-bye. Taking a shower is important, but as Abby proved, you don't have to even change out of your pajamas to be on The Word with us tomorrow. So if you want to be here, you can be on Zoom. I love you, Miriam, Abigail, so much. (laughs) Guys, we thank you for being on with us. It's been an awesome day today, and tomorrow is going to be great. It's going to be our first Zoom call live here on the broadcast. We are all about trying new things, and we're excited to have this opportunity with you. So get ready. It's going to be so good tomorrow at 1130 a.m. And this weekend, we've mentioned it each day so far. We're going to mention it again because we're so excited about what God is doing. Um, That looks like the commercial, but I I don't think that's what we're, I mean, we're excited about the commercial too. This weekend is Holy Ghost Weekend. It's going to be amazing. Prayer night this Friday, Soul Winning Saturday at 1 p.m., Holy Spirit Sunday, where we have two services and we just give our entire weekend to the Lord. He is so worthy, not only to be praised, but he's worthy to dedicate time to. When we honor God, the word says that he honors us. When those who honor him, he will honor. And we take him at his word and we are standing on it. We are expecting signs, wonders, miracles to take place here this weekend. And we would love for you to be a part of it. If you have leading to be a part of all that God's up to, there are hotels that you can stay at here in Albemarle. If you have questions about it, you can send us a message and we'll hook you up with the information needed. But we want you to not miss out on one move of God. And there's going to be one this weekend. So there you go. You've been clued in. Now get here. You got two whole days to plan it out and we'll help if you need. So love you. We'll be back tomorrow for our first Zoom call. We love you very much and we'll see you then.